From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun. If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul. I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. We're back. Hey, guys, thanks for listening in again to the Everyday Driver Car Debate. You've been listening to us and actually leaving reviews, which we appreciate. I'm seeing the ratings happen. We are Liking back that. in the top ten. These are good. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it, I, you guys are, are being really complimentary. We're thrilled that you're liking the show. We're loving doing it. We love helping you guys out. So, uh, yeah, we've been in the iTunes top ten a lot. We're growing on Stitcher. So wherever you're listening to us, please leave a review. It is helping, so thank you for oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yep. We we're headed in a, a new direction for the next, uh, I guess it's actually going to be four weeks. We've got, uh, instead of just car debates from people, we are taking a recommendation from one of you. One of you recommended and said, hey, I've got a question. Could you talk about the enthusiast brands or the enthusiast cars from every car maker? There's, there's a chance a we'll miss something question. in there. You know we're going to miss something once we start oh, talking about this. Uh, <laughs> yes, in, in, our, in our ongoing uh, quest to be imperfect, we will definitely miss something. But uh, nice. <laughs> what, we've, what we've decided to do, the, the only way I know to tackle this, we, we've decided to just kind of go through the listing of all the car makers that we can think of sold in the U.S. We're going to go alphabetical. Uh, we're just going to go through about five a week. So tonight we have Acura, Audi, BMW, Buick, and Cadillac. We're going to talk our way through all of those. And part of the great thing about this, I don't know if you thought of this, Paul, but we keep getting in a bit of a rut on this show. Yeah, I, I agree. We've, we've been recommending. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, what, two or three cars that we keep recommending over and over for a particular price range, and I'm going to avoid saying them today. However, well, but here's, but here's um, the thing. I, I'm not going to avoid they saying They fit a lot of thing. people's enthusiast car recommendations. That's the big problem. And we kind of find the, ourselves the, in this constant thing. We, we fall back to these cars, which is I'm not, kind I'm of not funny. complaining about these cars. They're great. I mean, let's, they're the FRS BRZ, the Fiesta ST, and the Subaru WRX. Yep, there because, it is. look, a lot of us, we're dealing with 25 to 30 grand. And with those cars just end up circling back. And that's the great thing about so talking funny. through all these brands is we can cover everybody. And I will say this real quick because we just got another email of this today. I don't know actually if you've even seen this one yet, Paul. So here's my, my comment, just kind of blanket comment before we dive into this. Uh, if you're writing us or about to write us or have written us with a recommendation that says, hi, guys, I need something all-wheel drive and fun <laughs> that's $25,000, I'm just going to cover that right now. <laughs> We're going to say WRX. So, uh, yeah, let, let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's not talk about this that every week. Funny. Let's talk about these new cars this week. Well, you know, it's been interesting that, you know, we get a lot of, you know, listeners writing in about buying cars. And as a matter of fact, I was in the market most recently, and I actually bought a new car. And not just a new car Yay. to me. I actually bought a brand new car, and I've never done this in my life. I've always, you know, both Todd and I are always proponents yeah, of yeah. buying used, spend your money wisely, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the depreciation, all of that stuff. And here, <laughs> here I went out and bought a you brand new all those rules. 2015 car. I, I did. I, I, I've got to share this experience because it was pretty informative, and it did confirm yeah. to me some things yeah. that I know about dealerships. But I actually had a great experience, which I'm thrilled to tell everybody. I had a good dealership experience from top to mm -hmm. bottom. And I will give a shout out to the dealership but when I get there. But I, I do want to start, you know, back up a little bit, start out and saying, you know, you probably know this by now, I've moved. And so both Todd and I are in the Utah area. And uh, we are doing a lot more shooting here. Of course, we're still going to be traveling to L.A. a lot for various yeah. press cars yeah. and, and, you know, 
just changing up the roads and that kind of thing uh, that we drive on. It's going to allow us to do uh, some things that, that nobody else is doing that can be very uniquely us, which is really cool. We're, we're excited about that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, since I'm now actually not in California anymore, the Porsche Cayman is hopefully sold here shortly, which pains me to yep. say because I love that yeah, car. But craziness. I, I'm hoping for more fun cars in my life, you know, sharp sports cars. Oh, of course cars. you will. That, that was so, the car of that I, season. Look, I'm going to say – I've said it to you before. <laughs> I'm going to say it to you again. There is nothing wrong with selling a car you still like. You don't have to hate your car to sell it if you're planning on moving on to a new car experience. I mean, the, it's the joke you make about, thank God the press car just went away. I mean, it's on a larger scale. <laughs> yeah. And, yes, your Cayman is awesome, and I'm the first to defend it. But there's nothing wrong with selling the Cayman, and I know – down the line, you're already you're already talking to me about it. You're already talking yeah. about other fun cars, so I, I have no doubt it'll happen. But go on. Well, you know, it was those words that you said that helped me kind of let it go. You don't have to dislike a car to sell it, and that actually not. helped me just let go of it and release it and say, okay, I've owned it four years. I love it. We drove it for the yep. show. We reviewed it. It was awesome. But it's sort of on to what's next. There's more fun cars coming out, and it's sort of. You know, what's next? But of course, my needs are changing. I cannot drive mm-hmm. a Cayman on Michelin PS2s that are really <laughs> sticky rubber in the ice and snow here. And so, so I'm going, all right. I, I started out all over the map, and Todd knows this. I was. Yes, you did. I, I was initially thinking Porsche Macan. They're awesome. Of course I love you were. them. Of course you I were. I initially gravitated towards Porsches, and then I thought, huh, they're cool. They're expensive. They're a little bit small for kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for. You know, stuff for camping gear and bikes and skis and, you know, airport runs and picking up friends and that kind of stuff. Just a little bit more space, and then, obviously. And then you drive. looked at the option sheet and the car went from, wow, that's a little <laughs> bit expensive to, dear Lord, what is this thing? Yeah, I, I kind of got scared off. And then I thought, all of right, course. if I'm spending that kind of money, what about a used Cayenne? It's a little bit bigger. It's still in the Porsche category. They're great SUVs. And then your words about, you know, they put salt on the roads here. And it's going to kind of get, yeah. you know, it's going to get dirty. Let's face it. And I thought, all right, I don't want to, you know, spit shine the SUV like I do the, the Cayman. So I've said it I'm before. Looking. I'll say it again. You are Paul certified pre-owned. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Certified Paul owned is the that's case of funny. every one of your cars. You keep them in a condition of, of cars I've never seen. So you with a new car – is 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 borderline OCD. I just I, I, I yes. So I, you with a new Porsche, I was a little frightened to be honest. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you see a lot of Porsches around here. It's it's not like a typical oh, yeah. mountain town or where my family lives in Alaska. It's you know Ford or Chevy or, and pretty much Ram now too is ubiquitous. <laughs> but people drive nice cars around here. I mean, really expensive, mm-hmm. nice cars in the winter. They're dirty and all right, rich people, whatever. But so I'm shopping for this SUV. <laughs> Because <laughs> I knew I had to have an SUV, and I thought, all right, should I, should I put my money where my mouth is and buy a Subaru WRX? But I wanted more space, to be honest. I wanted <laughs> you wanted a, a heavy winter truck. You wanted, wanted a five-seat yeah, heavy winter truck. I did with full-on all-wheel drive. You wanted to go something you could bang around in. That's the lifestyle you're chasing. I get yeah. it. I've heard you. Yeah, my my dad has an Expedition. It's the extended one with the fold-out running boards. Every time you open the door, it's this. It's a gigantic truck. I don't need that much space, but I briefly considered them. But my first car. You briefly considered them until I looked at you and said, who are you taking somewhere? I mean, that's that's, that's not – I mean, I, I don't Funny. know anyone that needs that much room and that much gas hogging of a – oh, my gosh, it's enormous. But anyway, go it's, on. It's a – he's bragging. He got 19.1 miles to the gallon. Like, 
Um, that's good. Going All 40. Right. I just... Yeah. I <laughs> Um, so I, I'm looking for this SUV, and so I'll, I'll back way up. My first car was a Jeep Cherokee. It was mm-hmm. shared by my mm-hmm. sister and I, and it was a 1977 Russ Bucket with the Quadra track. And I just <laughs> I loved that car. I just had fond memories, yeah. and I thought, in this move, I, I kind of want to get back to my Jeep roots. And I was looking around at Jeep Cherokees, and what I've noticed is every time I say Jeep, I think Grand Cherokee you think Wrangler because of, of Kate and, you know, her bombing around in a, in a Wrangler with the doors off and just her experience. So I rarely think Wrangler when I think Jeep, I'm, I'm always thinking Grand Cherokee. And so that's what I pursued. And I actually bought a 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee. I, I can't believe it. It's my first brand new car ever. And, and it's gorgeous. I, uh, it's gorgeous. I'm, and I'm I want to clarify. Amazed. I want to clarify here real quickly. You got the Grand Cherokee, not the Cherokee right. with the squinty little LED lights that right. looks like a design accident. <laughs> you got the Grand <laughs> Cherokee, which is a great looking truck. Yeah. Uh, you, I think you made a great choice. I mean, you considered, uh, I, I realize that you and I have walked this path, but not everybody's been with us. You considered the GLA for a little while because, of course, I you're did. a German boy. Yeah, yeah. You debated everything in the Porsche lineup, what could fit my needs and what would I like. We went back and forth on Porsche, which is a surprise to no one. But I did think <laughs> it was interesting. You kept coming back to the Jeep Cherokee, and yeah. I was like, why not, frankly? And I think you've made a fantastic choice. That is a beautiful car. I'm very impressed across the board with Chrysler, uh, Chrysler how, how they've bounced back since the bailout. Their cars across the board, as they've all recycled, have been great. Yeah, they really have. Every time we drive a press car, we recently drove the Hellcat. That video is coming out shortly. Every time we drive one of these cars from Fiat Chrysler, we look at each other and think, this is really quite good. I could actually yeah, see myself yeah. owning one and hear here I do now. So thanks to our friends at FCA, and I mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. own a Jeep now. So I'm I'm amazed. I'm really excited to, uh, yeah, you know, congratulations. Just, you know, the life change that that uh, having a bigger car brings and that kind of stuff. And fun cars will be, again, in our both of our futures. You know, we'll see what's next. So I'm looking forward to that. We're, of course, bouncing yeah, more ideas around for the next sharp, fun car. But yes, of course, you, you you're know. already shopping for that, and I'm already jealous. But moving on. <laughs> uh, but I also want to mention... <laughs> Just to just to close the loop as well, uh, of course, Paul has just bought himself a brand new Jeep Cherokee for, hey, I want to bang around in all kinds of nasty weather. And the yeah. first thing he did, the first option he bought was Blizzax through Tire Rack. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I got my opportunity to say it again. You need yourself some Blizzax from Tire Rack, and uh, that's how you get through the winter. It's that's not your drive point. wheels. It's your actual tires, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to go into that. But since we're talking about brands, let's transition to brands and start talking through this. It's kind of uh, fun. Establish, I'm, I'm actually excited did, to do this. I, I am too. We did establish a couple of rules, kind of ground rules yeah, for yeah, all yeah. of these car makers uh, as we go forward. And again, we're going to go through the car makers alphabetically. But here are the two ground rules we gave ourselves. One is cars that can be used, of course, they're used. They need to be under 50 grand. You could go out and buy one right now for under 50 grand. So they will be used options. However, we're not going to go farther back than 10 years. So that's 05s and newer. Because, yes, you could go buy a 20-year-old fill-in-the-blank. But sure. you are rolling the dice on reliability. There are certainly good cars that are older than that. I, I own an 05 right now. I'm still looking at cars older than that when I start drooling on certain things. So it's, But it's just that's much more of a gamble. So we're going 10 years back, under 50 grand, and we're starting with what is worthwhile to buy for an enthusiast out of Acura. 
You know, I thought about this a lot, and you know, of course, the first thing that pops in my mind is the NSX. I quickly looked it up, and indeed, 2005 was the last year they made very yep. few of them. Of yep. course, so all right, let's get the NSX out of the way. Of course, mm-hmm. those Definitely. are going to be, of course, the most expensive, you know, used cars. They're probably the lowest mileage. I actually and like the prior kind of generations with the pop-up headlights that you and I drove. I prefer mm, that yeah. generation. You know, still to, an accurate really SX, but great cool. car. And that, I mean, that is the vague exception to the ten-year rule because uh, here we've already broken it's our own rule. Right but on but, the edge there, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, because you could get one. The under fifty grand ones are going to be older than 05 probably, but you really kind of can't go wrong with that car. That is an obvious inclusion. It would be a, a glaring omission otherwise. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I I also thought about the um, third generation TL. And I really liked it when Acura used the Type S nomenclature because they got mm-hmm. a lot of power mm-hmm. out of those V6 engines. And mm-hmm. I really like that car. I actually like it better than the one that needs rhinoplasty, the second of, or the fourth generation. You're, you're, talking the, you're talking the 03 to 08, which I totally agree with you. Yeah, it, that that was really the top of my those. list of ones to think about in Acura. And I agree with you, Type S if you can. That Acura TL is a beautiful car, still a beautiful car is one of the best-looking, I think, just classy yeah, front-wheel drive classy. designs of probably the last 20 years. It's a spectacular design. It just looks great. If you don't get the Type S, it is still a good car to drive. Yeah. But the Type S, if you can find it, is even better. It's uh, That one's a stick shift, if, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, you've got good power out of it. The Type S is kind of a unicorn, but that is a great enthusiast four-door, no question. And under 50 grand with that car, yep, you could definitely do it. I kind of feel like we forget about that car when we're making records recommendations on the podcast here. I, I kind of feel like we should, yeah, go back in that category of, you know, infinities and Acuras that competed in that in that mm-hmm. arena. Of course, they're front-wheel drive, but they had a lot yeah. of power and they're great cars. And I, now that mm-hmm. we're bringing this up, I kind of feel like we forget about it a lot of times. And yeah, yeah well, that, that TL. Those were cool. That generation I TL, I can't recommend more. I mean, that's uh, that's a car that anybody out of its own one, it's been a great car. It's a good-looking car. Yeah, that I've got that one on my list for sure. Also, of course, the RSX. Yeah, can't we can't forget, forget the RSX. Guy. We can't move on that from Acura fun, without that car. That is a fun little chuckable, you know, Honda Civic alternative, uh, but it is yeah. under a Honda. It's much better looking, I think, than the Civics have ever looked. Uh, you can get it six-speed, uh, maybe... Yeah, I didn't get it manual. Is it a six or a five? I have to look it up. I should have looked that up for prior. Anyway, but yeah, That's the RX the RSX is a good car. I had a, a buddy that owned one that didn't know much about cars and kind of accidentally landed in a car that was quite fun to drive. So uh, I think that's a great recommendation there as well. And he didn't have a beer can exhaust, and it wasn't lowered on the stock rims, right? It was just normal. No, it's not. It's not really. It's not really his style. So okay, uh, yeah, good. Let, let's not do that because uh, most of those else? RSX got. Yes. That kind of they've treatment, already, and you yeah, see them everywhere been, in California, and you're just, ah. They've anyway. been officially stanced and ruined. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Great way to re- ruin the ride. Anyway. Anything else in Acura? I, that, that gets my list done. Yeah, that get honestly, I, I couldn't think of I'm I'm going through the, the other cars in my mind, and, and Acura mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. In, in a lot of ways, up there with the Lexi from that era. They're just sort of... Yeah, a lot of vanilla going on in that category. I mean, they so. had they had the TSX as well, and that was a, a rare okay. uh, stick shift car. That was their alternative to the Honda Accord, but ultimately yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, that's just the European Honda it's, Accord is all that is. Exactly. It's just slightly it's, it's, smaller. I don't know that that's an enthusiast car. It is a good car. It is a worthwhile car, so it's not one to forget. Uh, I feel like Acura as a brand 
is the unsung luxury car maker. In spite of the fact that that yeah. kind of rhino shield thing has, has ruined a lot of their cars of late, uh, you can get a fantastic car out of Acura just about shopping anything that they sell. But they're not all enthusiast cars, and I think we've listed No, the they're not. Ones. They're kind of going all-wheel drive with everything, as is Audi. So you like that nice yes. little segue there for the next car. Hey, there you are. You're into Audi. Which is there you go. deep into Audi now. So, of course, the R8 is... Uh, I'm sure top of both of our lists. We keep talking about the but but, but 50k. Hang used. on, hang on, hang on. Can you get that for 50k? Uh, I thought they I were still know. 70 or so. Uh, even the even the first gen R8s. I, if they're 50k, I'd have to look it up, I need. I, guess. I may need to reevaluate my life. I'm just I'm just putting that <laughs> out there. Reevaluate your decision making paradigm. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, I made decisions okay, to figure out how much I can out. sell and not eat. But, but I mean, I'm glad you brought it up. Fantastic car, but I don't think we're going to touch that for for. Okay, days. well, you know what uh, shares okay, that engine is the RS4 from 07. Thank you. It has you. that Agreed. engine, and those are definitely under 50k. You can absolutely yes. get those for 40, probably between 40 and 50, depending on the mileage and the. You could and, get them for uh, less than that condition. if you shop smart. I totally. That's the top of my list. Is the RS4. Those things. That sound is a fantastic. So great. They sound great. They look great. They're, they're that. They're that great German uh, tuner car look, like factory tuner car look, where it's the same sedan, just a little bit angrier, and it just turns your head that little extra bit. Yeah. And they're yeah. fun to drive. They've got a great engine, uh, and you don't see that many. I swear, you see ten times more M3s than you ever see RS4s. So oh, yeah. if you find oh, a nice yeah. RS4, rare. that that car is a find. That car is fun. That uh, no question. That's the top of my list from Audi for sure. You know, I was also thinking about the uh, B5 body style uh, of the um, RS4 from 2000 2001. I, I thought of that car, and then I realized, yeah, it doesn't fall in our ten year category. It's old. Yeah, it's it's older. I mean, that's interesting, but it's older. really cool. But it's it just doesn't yeah. fit. Because um, I was trying to think, you know, what other is in in the Audi lineup from the past ten years? They've got good turbocharged engines in there, but as an enthusiast car, I suppose the S4 with just the the naturally aspirated V8 from mm-hmm. uh, oh uh, no oh seven oh eight somewhere in there. It's the S4 with a V8. That's yeah. probably yeah. a pretty fun car. Um, have not driven one of those yet. We should drive one of those, actually. Uh, yeah, we should get anyway. one to show. I mean, it's, it's a good car. I mean, here's the thing. The, the thing in general about Audi, I will say this. Obviously, they make really good German sedans, great interiors. They are good cars. They're not all enthusiast cars. Certainly, the, here's the, the, the mistake of German car buying a lot of times is people will stretch and get into the base German car, which, yes, it's a German car, but typically right. it's not an enthusiast car. And so, like, the A4... Nice sedan, not an enthusiast car. The, we just discovered uh, the that A3, with the, the A3. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the base A3 the is – The base A3 is I'm not. sorry. Go buy a Jetta. Now, the, the yeah. upper A3, once you get into the 2-liter and the, and the Quattro, it becomes a better car. I would like to drive the S3 because I suspect that's a decent uh, enthusiast option. So I'm putting it on the maybe column only because we have not driven it yet. I right. like that. I like that build size. I like the, 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 just the scope of the new A3. But that base one is not worth it as an enthusiast car at all. Um, no. However, I will, I, will break, I will break my don't buy the base Audi if you're an enthusiast rule for one car, and okay. that is the A5. I think the A5 is a halfway decent enthusiast option, even in the base model. I'm, obviously, the S5 is an interesting car. Yeah, I, I was going to say, the S5 get one. 
even with a V. Yeah, you can get I'm one for sure under, those 50 are under 50 Yeah, there's no question now. You could buy a used one for under fifty. However, the A5 is not a bad enthusiast car either. Now it's mm-hmm. not it's not great, but I remember mm-hmm. one the first time I drove one is at a, actually at a Motor Press Guild track day, and I remember being halfway around through my session and thinking, "Wait, this is the A5? This isn't mm. this is just yeah. the A5?" Not, I mean, not spectacular, but considering that I, that I, again, I feel like the base of whatever model is never the enthusiast car, I thought it was kind of surprising. You know, I'm sure everybody listening is grinding their teeth, waiting for us to say the TT, and of course we have to say that, put that in there. You know, we have not really driven one for the show. You realize that? We've not yeah, put we that to. up against, we've not driven even the mm-hmm, first generation mm-hmm. from early 2000s. And yeah. I'm actually curious. I've always kind of looked at them as if you're shopping for a TT, get a Cayman. Really? I mean, well, that is the problem I, with I, I that don't, car. Is I don't understand it. I mean, apart from the styling, it really did revolutionize the yeah, influence yeah, yeah. on what it had on car styling. Everybody was mm-hmm. looking at that and referencing that from that era. You could you could pull cues from just about every car from that era. And yeah. uh, it's it's grown and, and matured and gotten a little bit better over the years. But I'd like to drive one. I'm really curious about uh, driving one. I think we had a I'd listener like, that had I would a really TT like to drive, mileage. I'd like to drive the new one. I, th- there's no question you can get a TT in this in this discussion point. You yeah. can get one. Oh, yeah. I, I'm with you. I, you know, I'm going to kind of use this as a transition point. The, the problem I have with the TT is the same problem I have with the BMW Z4. And Which that is because BM, BMW is next. And that is anytime I'm in one. I feel like the competitors for the same money or less are cars I'd rather have. Interesting. That's, that's the issue that I have. Because I, I, I've driven two or three different flavors of the Z4, and I always have the same conclusion you do, which is if you're buying the base one, buy a Miata or an S2000. If you're buying the upper one, buy a Cayman. Right. So I, that's, that's my struggle with the I'd be curious to drive that two-liter turbocharged TT though, I'm wondering. That's probably pretty fun, is it not? The new one, the new one with the crazy new LCD dash and all that. Yeah, I want to drive that car absolutely. Oh I think yeah, it'd be really interesting. Um, yeah, I can't get excited about it as a used recommendation, just because I feel like for whatever money you're going to get, you could get something else. And I will also say this: if you want to look at uh, Consumer Reports for where is there a hole in the reliability of the Audi lineup, uh, early 2000s TTs and A6s are huge holes to throw your wallet <laughs> yeah. down. So please yeah, be careful. Now, we had a guy actually that wrote to us for a car debate that said he has an older TT that has been perfect for him. I yeah, will count that, him as the exception really high to mileage, the rule. as I remember. Yeah. That had I'll count him as the exception mileage. because I have not heard good reliability things from anybody else I knew that owned an early one. And Consumer Reports, if, if you track that, that's, wow, that's kind of frightening. So be aware of that as well. But, yeah, on to BMW. I already mentioned yeah. the Z4. Yeah. Interesting car. I've driven it uh, on the track in a lot of flavors, and I, I always, again, I like it. I just always felt like for the money, I wanted to be in something else. It's an expensive it an car. I remember driving worthwhile that 335i. Consideration. It's fast. It's fun. I'm going. Mm-hmm. If you've got what, what did that price out at? Wasn't it pushing like over fifty grand? Like oh, with the big engine, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the newer, the new ones, the new ones are, yeah, 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 definitely. As I remember, that was that was pretty expensive car, and I really like the dynamics on the track. I really like the new styling, especially with the, the retractable hardtop. But I don't know if they're, yeah, they're probably under fifty yeah. by now used. But used the they are, and then of course they had the. Before it was interesting. Yeah, then they also had the um, the little turbocharged four in that as well, and I drove that mm-hmm. and good. But again, I started to debate: should you be in a Miata at that point? I, that was at least my question. I suppose the Z4 is a little bit bigger, and don't forget the Z4 Coupe. That's a 
you know, I, I love your term, that's... sort of a crazy, weird unicorn, hard to find. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You don't see those around very much, but they're intriguing. I thought, hmm, if you can it's find like one, one of those, those friends that, that owns a pickup truck. <laughs> it's if it's you nice find for one you of those, to own. That's a really interesting car. I agree with you. It's got it's got a uniqueness factor that that makes it makes it something really worth considering. Because of course, it's got the dynamics of the rest of the Z4 lineup. Uh, I also think because a lot of people didn't buy those and don't know what they are, I feel like you they're one of those cars that has depreciated probably more than it, it should have. So I think you could probably find one of those coupes. And uh, if you can, that could be a really good buy, actually. Speaking of current BMW things, I think we should bring up something that you can buy new, under fifty grand in the BMW lineup. And that we can't forget this. That's the BMW 2 Series. Oh, yeah. We've, we drove that at uh, track day and discussed it on mm-hmm. – that was uh, episode 14, I believe – about uh, I think just right. our, yeah, the, the our track brief, very brief uh, drive with that car, but we need to drive that a lot more extensively. But I think both of us came away very impressed. Well, and we were pushing it hard on the track, and we've actually recommended it to some people since then. I mean, the truth of it is, I've said it before, and I should say it here too while we're talking about it, and that is I think the 2 Series is the secret car in the BMW lineup. I feel like it's mm. the one that is the secret enthusiast car at any level. You could buy the – we were driving the base one. I mean, it had yeah. a lot of stuff on it, of course. Yep. But I think even – I'm not talking even the M version. I'm talking we had the base – what was it, 228? Yeah, it was just and the base version. we were impressed. I yeah. I sure liked it, and I, I thought – Man, this that car impressed me. Of the cars we drove that day at track day, that was high on my list. It was up there. I think it was top five for me too. And it's I think it's a real surprise in the BMW lineup as the three series has gotten not only larger but more expensive. If you're curious for, you know, that mid thirties getting a genuinely fun to chuck car, and, and that's because it's smaller and cheaper. Yep. I think you gotta look at the two. You know, not not only can you get M threes, of course, under fifty grand now, you can get the M five with that V ten. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how much of an enthusiast car it is. I, I think it feels probably like a big lumbering car. However, that V10 revved above 8,000 RPM, which has got to be pretty fun when you're driving that thing. If you're so, looking for an enthusiast big one. sedan, if you're looking but, for an enthusiast yeah. big sedan, you have to consider that car. But we're and, not talking about small enthusiast cars now at all. We're talking about things in that category like we drove the Chevy SS and the SRT sure. uh, Charger. It's that kind of big sedan that can hustle. That's where the M5 falls, which may be bigger than the, the typical enthusiast option. But it's worthwhile. But you're right. The M3s have got to be in here. And, and for under fifty grand, you can get... And 10 years back, you can get two generations. You could get the E46 at the $25,000 price point and the E90 at the $40,000, $45,000 price point. So you've got two generations of M3. That E90 uh, four-door, the E92, just turns my Mm -hmm. head. They're so rare that we drove the blue one for the show, and I've seen black ones and silver ones. They turn my head just like crazy because I know what they can do, and they're Mm – they're fabulous cars. I they are great cars. They are great cars. I would love and to of have course one of those, the but. the E forty six is one of those like the S two thousand. It's one of those you know enthusiast halo cars that can do no wrong by those that love it. It is a great car. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That, that inline six in that uh, in that car is great. It's got fantastic handling. I would definitely say avoid the SMG. Now there's somebody out there right now listening with an SMG <laughs> going, no, the SMG is awesome. Right. You need to learn how to drive it. I'm sorry. 
learn how to drive it and automatic are not supposed to be in the same sentence. So uh, <laughs> just get the stick shift and move on. Plus, Funny. the replacement uh, costs on the AMG are a bit frightening if something goes wrong. Yes, oh, the, it can be a great yes, gearbox. Yes, I take your point. Yes, the SMG. Yeah, it can be a great gearbox, but I would just say get yourself the six-speed. Enjoy an E46 M3 would be really cool. E90, you can't go wrong. However, I got one more that I thought of. Okay, all right, go. In that E90 body style, the 335IS. Oh, yeah, turboed, you're right. More, more torque than the E90 M3. Obviously not as much horsepower, but That's more torque. Right. Watch our review of it. It's subtle. It's got the black mirrors and the black exhaust pipes, and, and not a lot to identify the, the IS. It's got some interesting kind of unique wheels for that car. You could probably find one of those. That is a find where it's not an M3, plenty of power, good chassis dynamics, 335 IS is a worthwhile consideration. Like it. Well. I'm glad you said that because I t- I forgot about that car and that was that was an interesting review. You don't see those around very much either. I mean, mm-hmm. BMW is known for making very hyper niche vehicles. That is yeah. definitely one of them. But uh, I'm glad you said that. I we should move on to Buick though, and I'm I'm scratching my head about. All right, enthusiast car and Buick are those one. to be used there's in the one. same sentence? And there's you're right, there is one. We drove it. That was a 2012. Mm-hmm. Was that right? Uh, 2011, 20, 20, I, think, 20, I think it was 2012. 2012, Buick and that was Regal GS. Regal GS. I I actually remember. Because I had my Audi A4 at the time, I thought if I Mm -hmm, were shopping mm -hmm. for an A4, I would consider the Regal GS. I Mm -hmm. liked it better with the styling as the um, Opel, uh, what was that? um, Insignia, wasn't that it? uh, Insignia, yes. Was it the, uh, yeah. Insignia in Europe. And uh, Mm -hmm. even here, the the styling that they did, I really like that. And you know, it's still on sale. I looked up Buick's website. They're still selling it, and it's up to can about you, 260 horsepower. Yeah, can you get that six-speed or all-wheel drive now, both of which I know are offered overseas, but I forget you if they ever get, actually brought those uh, options. I know you can get the manual transmission, but I think I think it's only front-wheel drive still. I, okay. I don't know that they I, went all-wheel That drive. is, seriously, if you, you know, here, here's a, a weird correlation. You know what I feel like that GS is? I feel like that is in the same category as that Acura TL we talked about at the top of the show. yeah. I it's can that, see that car nobody thinks about, but if you get into it, it's a great front-wheel drive car. It's interesting to look at. It's a good car across the board. Uh, we had made a joke in our review. I remember that there's a like a the GS button that makes it extra sporty. It should right. only come that way. Just it should only come it that way. But break it off seriously, so, because of course it resets every time you start the car. Don't do that. Yeah, I told you to be sporty. Funny. Stop it. That's but funny. I'm sure there's a fuse somewhere you could pull and just leave it. But anyway, but yeah, the Regal GS that pretty much ends our discussion of Buick, and we're moving on to Cadillac. All right. Well, I could also actually only think of one really truly enthusiast car for mm. this 10-year period. We've driven the ATS. Okay. We've driven some of the newer stuff. We've not driven the V-Series, but you remember when the 05 CTS came out, they came out with the V, and that's really when Cadillac mm-hmm. started off with V being their performance division. And yeah. I have to say, I was pretty impressed by that. The 05, 06 CTS-V were chiseled sharp. And those cars still turn my head. They're, they're. So you're talking kind of the first gen CTS V. First gen CTS Vs. Okay. Uh, you could get those. Really, they came out as the sedan first, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think, they did have they even, a coupe as well. I was. I don't. Did they make a coupe of that one? I. I did sorry. They? Clearly, yes. more research should have been done. Uh, no, but but uh, starting in that 2011. CTS-V, 
great uh, the coupe that you're talking about is the next gen that we drove. The 0508 is like the end of that's the end of the first mm-hmm. gen, the the boxier, bigger headlight CTS. Yeah, right. Is the early early 2000s, and that had a nice V8 in it. But I had heard a few horror stories on reliability on that car. I can't speak from oh, personal really? experience. I've just heard a few. You know, what else can go wrong here? But yeah, a lot of power for the money there for sure, and decent chassis tuning. Interesting. I, yeah, those were expensive cars when they first came out. I mean, yeah. I like that. But I think the I like next that that has I think the next the direction gen. for Cadillac, though. I like yeah, that I think that's the next the standard. Yeah, I think the next gen, the, the generation right, because you know the new G, uh, CTS came out what six months a year ago. The gen right yeah, before like that. that that we drove the coupe of that CTS V is actually now we're getting bigger. We're getting toward M5 size again. That is right. a worthwhile enthusiast consideration. If you really want to go enthusiast, though. And when I say enthusiast, I almost mean auto journalist. You have the CTSV wagon with the six-speed. Ooh, yes. Glad you said that. That is even just the wagon, the non-V wagon. You don't mm-hmm. see those anywhere. And I, they're really interesting. But yeah, granted, they are. only car journalists, only car journalists lust after wagons. I don't know what happens. I don't know why. I guess it's because we drive so much that that's just a unique car. But the I CTSV fall into that category. six-speed wagon. I know, I do too. The CTSV six-speed wagon, that is, uh, seriously, that is practically the reason I sometimes refer to cars as unicorns. That is a poster child for that idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You know, I went to a car show. It was Cars and Coffee. I can't remember if you were with me or not, but I saw that wagon, the CTSV wagon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the Hennessy badge on the back of it, and it had the overcam, oh, no. you know, the trash can sound at idle, and you know yeah, it had, yeah, yeah. you know, 700 or more horsepower. And it was just like... <laughs> it was Come cool. Come to destroy I, everyone. Yeah, 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 I thought it was like, all right, wagon, bring it. I love that. So I, I will, I admit I will to say in the wagons. current in the fun. current lineup, brand new though, you've got to consider the ATS here. I, I, the oh, ATS absolutely. Handling yeah. wise, is no question an enthusiast car. Well, in, with in the, the magnetic the ride lower control, priced, you have to get that. Yeah, but in the lower priced base world, it I think it trounces everything else in the in the market. I think it handles better than everybody. Now, obviously, you can start to trick out your Beamer with the special sports suspension and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, at that point, you're 10, 15 above what the Caddy cost you. That sure. ATS with the magnetic ride control, I was floored by that car. When we did our review, our uh, – what was it? It was the 3 Series, the ATS, and the Lexus and the, IS. Uh, Lexus, yeah. Whoever was in the ATS on that Canyon Road was steadily leaving everyone else. It didn't matter. Whoever got in it. Put it on yeah, the sports setting, and that, and that car by, started to steadily walk away. That wasn't by virtue of power either, because no, no, not at that all. BMW had a wall of power, mm-hmm. and it was just that magnetic ride control that transformed the car. Yeah, I remember both you and yes. I were shocked at how yeah. well that car handled. Whoever got in that car, you know, a few things wrong with the car, you know, the Q system and you know other stuff we didn't like, but. Handling well, I mean, yeah, the the wow. from a, I mean, the, the in that in that lineup, the BMW trounced the Caddy and the IS for that matter in uh, in sheer powertrain, the the engine and the and the drivetrain. Yeah. But and and that was the, kind of the Caddy's weak spot. The the engine was okay, and the drivetrain in automatic was was not sporty enough. But handling wise, that car is a fine. I guarantee you. You may think Cadillac really better than right. the Beamer, but in those right. in that base world, it, for talking about throwing a car around, ATS. No question. Don't overlook Cadillac. Yeah. I'm trying to rack my brain here thinking of other enthusiast cars, and I, I feel like we're missing something. So if you're listening and we missed something, apologies. Please write and tell us uh, what you think is the 
enthusiast cars. Well, yeah. any of any of the categories that we mentioned, these are the the ones for this podcast. So we're going to wrap mm-hmm. things up yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and move on talking about uh, the mid engines and mountains piece. We're getting great feedback on that. Please leave some more reviews yeah, as you, you mentioned. Guys. At the top of the podcast, we're getting a lot of reviews, but looking for more on that. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you've seen it on uh, on some... Blu-ray, definitely write us a review on the Amazon page. We'd love to hear your thoughts there. If you saw yeah. it on on Vimeo, a lot of you are really liking that interface. We do too. Vimeo's really figured that out. If you're watching it on yeah, uh, Vimeo, leave us a, a rating there. Thank you for your thoughts there as well. And of course, share it with others that that might be interested in those three cars or just our work in general. And of course, we also do video that's free. Yes, we did. We hey, just we released do. actually the night we're recording this, we uh, released the Countach the same day we're recording this. So hopefully you've watched our Countach review. We have Hellcat and Z28 coming up. So make sure you're subscribed there. <laughs> that and, review uh, is going to be fast. It's going to be fast. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Hellcat Z28. We've got to talk about a slow that on day. the podcast. We've got to tell was, some stories That was not a slow that. day. That's very oh true. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you're looking for us, it is slash Everyday Driver, wherever you are, Facebook, Twitter, uh, wherever you are looking for us, you can find us there. We do have our own website, everydaydriver.com. It doesn't have a lot of stuff on it, but uh, Countach being an example, we do have articles sometimes that accompany our video reviews. So if you're subscribed there or if you want to look there, you are getting other content that the yeah. other places are not seeing. So think of that as well. Thank you guys for listening and watching as always. Yeah, thank you guys for listening, watching, and uh, we really appreciate it. We're looking forward to 2015 and driving a lot more interesting things. We're, we're doing a lot of uh, planning at this point and uh, putting together some fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's it's shaping up to be a good year. So we're very excited. And uh, as you can see, we really love listener requests. So thanks for writing in. We're, we're loving doing this. And uh, it's kind of keeping things interesting. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Just a lot of different suggestions. And I like that some various cars that we've forgotten about have come out of this discussion, which I'm loving. So again, yeah, if, yeah, if we've cool. missed something, please write in. But uh, anyway, I'm sure we've in- missed something. And we probably got something <laughs> sure. wrong, too. And you're more than you're more than welcome to catch us on it. Though. Feel free. We don't claim to be perfect, but we're here to help you out. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys as list- for listening, as always.